uh, here to break down what was uh, kind of a frustrating game. Uh, I mean, but a great win, uh, you know, uh, nonetheless. Really? Uh, it was, you know, one of those games where um, Bobby loved this game. Yeah, you felt like you had it in the. It felt like the Celtics always had him at arm's length and just couldn't close. Um, definitely a lot of defensive lapses. Uh, Magic seemed to be winning most of the loose ball fights. Yeah. Um, they stayed in there. They stayed in there. Uh, Celtics were down. They're lucky. They're lucky to escape uh, this one uh, with a victory. Um, obviously, some great stuff from Hayward and Jason Tatum. But we'll get first thoughts from you guys, and then we'll kind of go around the horn here. Well, so the Celtics clinched the three seed earlier in the day. Yeah. And, you know, you're down five with 45 seconds to go, more or less, here. Like, this was a game that they could have just let slide, I feel like, and it would have all been fine. But instead, they dug in, and you had Hayward making crucial plays beginning of the first, end of the fourth quarter. Marcus Smart finally bounced back with one of his games. And, you know, we saw what Tatum did there in the last 45 seconds and then in the overtime. I, I thought they came out and strung on this game from a team that had everything to play for. So I, I love what I saw from this one. I thought, you know, we saw Toronto just throw a game away because they kind of stuck in two the other day. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics did the opposite here, I feel like. Right. This kind of felt, just wait, let's get your thoughts. But it, this really felt like it almost, uh, you know, a playoff sort of type game. Uh, they, the, it was a short-ish rotation. They really played to win. Uh, you didn't have Kemba in OT because he expended his minutes limit. Uh, but they, they really, you're right, Bobby, so, uh, sold out for this one. Yeah, just yeah, like. and, I, and I like that. I like yeah. Brad Stevens' approach to this one. He's continuing to do that. And clearly it's not just about the opponent because here he is doing it again, shortening his rotation. Right. And of course, we're seeing another side of Tatum, right? I mean, the beginning of this whole thing, we saw literally the worst game we've ever seen from Tatum. We saw, give me the ball because I can feel it from, from deep Tatum when he scored you know, eight three-pointers the other, the other day or last week. And then now we see takeover Tatum, playoff Tatum. That's the Tatum this team is going to need, but he also has the supporting cast. Kemba Walker struggled in this one offensively, but he came up big in other places. And then you had Jalen Brown come up big and Gordon Hayward. Man, this is one of those teams, I guess, right? I, I guess they, they joined the, uh, the, the what was it, the Timberwolves that one year when he dropped 30 plus. Every twice. time. Yeah, yeah, this was, this was probably a top five. Let's stick on Tatum for a minute because Hayward was great and he was great all game and he was definitely the Celtics' best player start to finish. But Tatum, we talked about it last game because. Uh, they played that perfect game against Toronto where the ball's whipping around. There was no ISO stuff. Um, and that's, you know, when they're doing that and they're uh, firing on all cylinders, plus playing that kind of defense, they're really tough to beat. But this was one of those games where it wasn't, they needed the buckets. And this is where we say a guy like Tatum is invaluable. You know, you have to have that guy. And when it wasn't really working for Kemba there, you needed buckets late and you just ran it through Tatum. And he scores the last five in OT, hits a big one in, uh, I mean, the last five in regulation, hits a big one uh, in OT there. And that was it. That's all she wrote. Yeah, that's a superstar stretch from him that we've been waiting for. Uh, he channels that inner ability to not only be able to get the shot where he's all off balance and a guy's chasing him on the perimeter there, but he makes a defensive stop in between. And then he brings it all the way down and sets himself on the baseline. Like he, it didn't even matter what other four guys were out there for that stretch because he just set everything up for himself. Now Kemba did have the offensive rebound. That was huge, but right. Tatum set everything up himself otherwise. Yeah. And that was it. Give him the ball and get out of the way. And, and that's, and you, I, there are times when you need that. And, it, you know, he got stuck with Fultz there, the fadeaway. The, Fultz the was awesome in this yeah, one. Fultz was great, but that fadeaway, you know, that he hit over him, the little turnaround uh, with three-point-something seconds left, uh, what ultimately sent it into OT, there wasn't even a hand in his face. That was just a clean look. So, I mean, that was just, that was just tough to stop. 
Yeah, no question. I think this is a great lesson for uh, the, for the Celtics to, to go through because this is going to happen in the postseason. You know, really interesting for a team like the Celtics that have guys that, that can step up and drop 20-plus. But then there's going to be that point in the game where, well, who gets the ball last? It's still going to be Jason Tatum. And I think Always. tonight confirmed yeah. that. You know, like that's our go-to guy. Yeah, Hayward was going off. Sure, Jalen Brown was really getting going, especially in the in the open and, and one-on-one situation. But when the going gets tough, when it comes down to it, it's up to Tatum. And if Tatum wants to shoot that ball, it's all on him. It's up to him to make that decision when he wants to pass it off and when he says, look, it's my time to take over. And that's exactly what we saw against the Magic. <laughs> I do want to talk about Marcus Smart a little bit too. We're going to um, get there, Bobby, but I'm putting that behind Hayward. I want you to hit Hayward first because Hayward right. had Hayward had that monster game. I was um, going to say, because Joe Swain made me think about the ball needs to be in Tatum's hand during crunch time, but who took that first big three <laughs> to set it up? Yeah. Uh, the Kemba got right, yeah, so go, right. go for it. You want right, yeah, right, so, five, five straight points, though? Like That's what I mean. Like He could have yeah. easily just de- deferred to, to Hayward again or, or to Jalen Brown, but he said, no, I want this ball, and Stevens is giving him that that permission to, to make that decision. Yep. Yeah, I'm just saying, in, in some situations, Marcus Smart's going to put his eye on the basket and just go. <laughs> yeah, like, there's going to be no stopping him. It always freaks me out a little bit because you did have that one sequence where you, every once in a while, you it just something clicks in his brain and he's like, Marcus going to go now, you know? And he just decides. <laughs> yeah. he got back no, to that. No like, matter what is- happens, I'm going to, and he pounds it into the lane and he posts up and he shoots off balance stuff and he had that miss and luckily got that loose ball back and the Celtics retained possession but there's a couple times there where it's just like you see those you see those little flashes of bad Marcus and you're like oh this God, is a, you, like, you, you had all of that today and in overtime too he loses the ball completely on the first possession and yeah. Matt- the other way and they comes back and steals the miss from uh Vucevic inside yeah like he, the, it was a full ride you know right. yeah like so we <laughs> haven't talked about smart in a couple games so that's why I want to bring him up like he, he wasn't shooting a lot the last couple of nights like he was very restrained I felt like he was kind of trying to calm himself down a little bit the last couple of games here it was back to that experience you have with him where he's jacking shots like crazy the defense doesn't know what to do so all of a sudden he's slashing down the middle and they're like is he actually going to go for it or what like no Six years in, and teams still don't know how to defend this guy because he's so unpredictable. And he turns into a nine-assist game. So, like, this this smart is back. And what I found interesting that Stevens did in this is he kind of left the bench rotations to Hayward and put smart in with the starters a little bit. And I thought it worked well. Yep. Yeah, Marcus was good. And, again, they needed him. They certainly – I mean, you know, as we said, Marcus ran the gamut. But uh, they needed him late because, as we said, Kemba – you know, he definitely stretched out his minutes uh, in this one, but he was uh, super ineffective. Yeah. Um, really rough game for him. Four points, one and nine field goals, but he did play the full 32. Uh, did not play at all in overtime. Uh, eh, you know, you're going to have these games, but, you know, you, you, you don't like to see it. How do you feel, <laughs> about, it? How do you feel about it, Joe Sway? Yeah, I mean, again, he started to do other things to try to make, you know, better of his situation. And honestly, that offensive rebound, I think he sort of made it up, you know, because of the the, the rest of the teammates that that picked up the slack for him. And, and listen, administration or not, Kemba Walker's been phenomenal in the bubble, you know, especially. He's looked, well, he's looked great. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's earned himself this this shooting dub. Well, sure. correct correct me if I'm wrong. Kemba doesn't I, – I, I'm trying to remember early season stat lines. Kemba doesn't strike me as that guy who shoots his way out of trouble all the time. Sometimes he's off right. and he just kind of like, all right, you know, 
it's like, but this wasn't a two for 18 Tatum game from before. It was, ah, you know, it's not falling. He took a few shots. Things weren't going. So he did some of the other things, which is almost better than him to just try to continue to force the issue and jam it into the lane and lose the ball and, you know, play out of control or trying to manufacture stuff. You know, he takes what the game gives him. And today it just wasn't falling for him. Yeah, he, he, we've talked about this already. He's producing a ton from behind the line, and he's been phenomenal there. I want to say coming into today, he was yep. probably 50% from three in the bubble yep. coming right. into this. So he, he's getting everything from outside, but you see it again here. When he gets in the lane and the defense collapses on him, he's able to get passes out, and I thought he had a decent passing game that Joe Sway talked about. Like He made up for things in other ways. My concern to some degree, though, is that in crunch time, you know, we're going to lean on Tatum, but if the ball is in Walker's hand, is he able to get to the basket? They're really trapping him on the three-point line. Yeah, that's and the problem. he hasn't shown it. Like, he, he can't get in there and score like Isaiah used to. No, right. He's getting in there, but he's getting swallowed up. Um, yeah. So, right. He sort of – I've noticed he tried to take advantage, obviously, in transition. That's when you see him finish. But, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good point, Bobby. I've noticed that, yeah. too. He's almost better off at this point kind of getting in there and settling for the mid-range because he's not able to take it all the way through um, a lot of times. Right. Especially when he, uh, when he curls, you know, when he does that uh, on the pick and, pick and roll. Yeah. Instead of going, he, he curls up and gets that little, like, mid-range. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, and, and that seems to be more – right, exactly. Uh, let's get to Gordon. We didn't talk about him uh, off the bat. But, I mean, <laughs> he was obviously the story all game early on. Jalen didn't have a great shooting night. Tatum was fine. Um, but Hayward was it. Um, for them. And we, you know, we've talked about it on and off the whole time about X factors. You know, if you're counting on Jalen and Jason being on an elevated level and a fully healthy Kumba Walker, really the X factor is Hayward. If you get anything close to this, I mean, this was, you know, an out, I mean, a next level performance, but if he's playing consistently like this, um, and again, I, when everyone's going and he's going, it's it, almost impossible to stop. But a game like this where not everything is clicking, you need that next man up sort of thing. And when Hayward's playing this way, you know, it, it's phenomenal. Yeah, and when we see a game like Cantor plus seven, some of these guys off the bench that had great success, it was Hayward rotating in with these guys and able to mitigate some of the defensive lapses that that unit had early in the game. Um, Cantor, same old story, but Hayward's in there hitting shots on the other end. It ultimately makes that unit a big plus. So this is what I've wanted to see so long for this team is Hayward on the ball, making the plays with that second unit. Um, he's still going to start the game. It's all about the rotations throughout, and I think Steven finally hit. Oh, no. Bobby, my man, we're lo- we lost your mic for a second. You still there? Hello, hello. You got you. Keep going, keep going. You're good. Get me back now? All right. Yeah, yeah you're so good. I was saying – uh, you hit a good mark between the starters and the bench in this one. The rotations were great, and ultimately, Hayward's able to come out in the second half and, you know, steal this game throughout the third quarter as things are close. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk again about the rotations. Uh, it is interesting because at this point, uh, it's pretty clear that, um, that uh, Rob Williams has uh, pushed ahead of Cantor uh, on the uh, on the chart point he's yeah. he's playing he's playing ahead of him so uh that's an interesting development that i mean right out of the gate in the bubble we didn't think that was going to happen and uh then all of a sudden it did and then you had Cantor, you know kind of a did not play coach's decision and now williams is that first big off the bench he's coming in the first quarter of games here mm-hmm. i don't think this is experimenting at this point i think this i think this happened i, no, I mean i i think it's real 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you, John. You know, halfway through the first quarter, uh, I love what he, uh, what Brad Stevens did uh, today against the Magic with keeping uh, Kemba in there. So you had Kemba, Marcus, and Robert Williams. Uh, you know, we had the, the lob right from the beginning. What was it? Five seconds until when he checked into the game. Yeah. A lot for Marcus Smart. And then on the very next uh, offensive possession, there's Kemba Walker finding him down low. I mean, that's great. That's the energy that the second unit needs. And then you put uh, Hayward back out there to start the second quarter with those guys. And that should be enough to, you know, stop the bleeding or hold on throughout stretches of games when you have to rest your, uh, your, your starters and, you know, Tatum especially. Well, Bobby, let me ask you, what if anything at this point are we concerned with, with Williams when he comes in, you know, because we, we've, 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 to the point of, you know, it being almost parody, we've, we've talked ad nauseum about what Cantor, what we're concerned with when Cantor comes in, but when Rob comes in at this point, what are we worried about, if anything? Oh, that's a good question. I'd probably say, you know, so you see he's taking these mid-range shots, right? It's the shot selection thing. Um, and I really am picking for stars here because he's been so solid. That's what uh, I mean. I'm trying to he's find facing second units, so he's yeah. not getting dominated by these other big men. Like if he was in there against a Bam or something, I'd be worried about that. But um, you know, it's probably the shot selection, and it's been great. Like I can't even really complain he's about that. He's shooting like ninety percent in the bubble. Yeah, and even the couple mid rangers that he's jacked have gone in. Yeah. So like this, we haven't seen a ton of them, right? And so this is limited, but rookie year, he's a plus 31 per 100. Yeah. Now, this year, he's plus 33 per, per 100. So, like, when this guy's out there, he's been so effective. Right. And we wrote him off early, and all of a sudden, like, I'm watching the game today, and I'm saying, if this is the Rob Williams they're going to get, like, they are by and far the Fine. second best team or maybe best team in the East. Like, this has just changed the game for them, this guy appearing off the bench. And he does so much in limited minutes. Like, I'm seeing this, you know, little banner we have down here. 15 minutes, that's like – like, he just comes in and it's two buckets, like nothing. Yeah, and that's – yeah, it's – and that's the thing. It's 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 house money. It's it's cashing in a, a lot of – Can you think of anything, Joe Sway? Like, I can't think of anything. No, I mean the the one thing I have to say though, I, I do think that this is this is Brad Stevens doing this. Um, how should I, how, how am I trying to put this right now? Okay, this is in my opinion, Brad Stevens is it's giving him rope with this, you know, getting out there and, and doing the best you can with limited playing time. But if he doesn't pan out, like I, I I think there's still a short leash on him, right? Like if you put Robert Williams out there, and he, whether it's picking up fouls or if he's just getting burned down low or they have him on an island defending, you know, a top shooting guard out in the perimeter, then you'll see Brad make that switch when he, when he needs to with Cantor. Like, I don't think Robert Williams permanently has this job quite yet. It's just sort of he's, yeah, going he's getting the there. It's fair, but I, I, that's the thing is you, you're talking about him getting burned and really the only place you're worried about him hurting you when you know with the offense being as efficient as it's been really the only place you're worried about him hurting you is on the defensive end and even if he does do some things there that you don't love he gets a little over aggressive falls for the fakes gets a big down low who's just a little too tough for him um and he's not able to defend him straight up what's the alternative the alternative is Cantor or Grant Williams neither of whom is going to do a better job on that end of the floor so yeah. that's the thing is you're really mainly concerned with him offensively at a time when you're you're struggling for buckets with that second unit but uh, you know defensively whatever you do to replace him if he isn't doing great might be worse and that's the thing that's why I think he's in there is he's able to hold his own offensively at least be a lob threat you know uh, and, and right now I, I just I think Cantor is 
as we keep talking about surviving the canter minutes all the time, yeah. it's always this white knuckle ride because you're afraid of some nine two run the other way and 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 completely change the momentum of the game and blow a really hard fought first quarter lead when he finally does come in there. Yeah, and the one thing Cantor has on him is the boards. Like I know this is where Joe Sway is going to yeah, go. Great off rebounding. Yeah, um, definitely. But he, even today, like the ball's slipping out of his hands a little bit. Like you know, he, he misses some of the putbacks in there. So all of a sudden, that mitigates his effectiveness. Oh, Bobby, he's about to lose his job, man. He's freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, he's so all right. But let me get to it. this. Is yeah. what the big question with Rob now? They're going to play the 76ers almost certainly round one. Um, and Bede will be playing 35, 40 minutes in there. So, like, there really won't be a lot of other centers rotating in for them. Is he able to pound with Embiid? Is he able to play the way he wants against Embiid out there? That's going to be the question because we've seen Boston use Cantor as the, you know, muscle out there against Embiid. It's a good matchup for him. He doesn't well, have to run to the perimeter a lot. You know, is he going to be able to play in that matchup? Interesting that you mentioned that because um, Embiid today. Uh, yeah, let's be on that. Um, he's he's been ruled out for the rest of the game. I um, saw that. Yeah. yeah so he um, again, uh, the Sixers are certainly in a weird place right now. Jeez, when it rains, it pours, man. Right, because um, obviously you had uh, you know the the Simmons is out, uh, and today he left the game with a with a with a foot ankle injury, and he's not coming back against Portland. So now you're out both these guys. Simmons is likely done for the year, and again, depending on the outcome of this game. You know, they could fall further. They could fall a game behind uh, Miami and Indiana into that sixth slot, which would line up the Celtics. So, again, this is kind of where I wanted to pivot off of this game into tonight. Uh, Embiid or not, do you want Philly at this point? Is this who the Celtics want to see? Yeah, absolutely. If you're the Celtics, you're saying, yes, please, we will take that. And if you're Philadelphia 76ers, you're saying, let's pump the brakes here. Let's just – I don't know. Again, we don't know the severity of this, but if it's anywhere close to significant – you're shutting down Embiid. What's the point of sending him back out there and you're risking your 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 top guy, your franchise the player, coach's job? <laughs> to get bounced out of the first round? Yeah, I'm sorry, Brent Brown. I mean, you can start writing your very important if you need to, but that might be the next step here for the Philadelphia uh, 76ers franchise. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I don't there know. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to speculate. <laughs> it's tough to speculate. <laughs> I got – I got. let's look at it. Hold on. I got the video very important. The Sixers already missing Ben Simmons in light of all of this. The scramble there, Joel Embiid shaken up on the play, going for a loose ball against Zach Collins and during the timeout. Joel? That was it. Like kind of a little... Just stepped funny. Stepped funny. Was kind of awkward. Went to the bench. Didn't like it. Went into the locker room. That was it. Um, okay. and, and left the game. That was it. So again, we don't know the severity you know, but this is a guy who you're always worried about anything. And with a guy that big stress fracture, stress reaction, who knows, he might've just rolled an ankle. He could be fine. Um, so it's interesting to see what happens there, but uh, he was ruled out of the game. So I guess we'll get an update after that one is, uh, is done. But yeah, I mean, they're uh, again, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're this mix of sense of urgency, and as you say, Joe Sway, like they got to manage these guys for the future, especially a guy like Embiid who's been so hurt. But there's that urgency too, and there's so much pressure on them. I feel like the coach, the guys involved, are we going to get traded if this thing falls apart in the first round? And there, there was already so much tension between these guys. So like this is like the we've compared it a million times to the 19 Celtics. You want that because 
you know, forget how they're going to play X's and O's. They can't even figure out what's going on behind the scenes, it feels like there. And, you know, Indiana, we've had a fair amount of conversations about them. But TJ Warren's going off right now. Um, they're big. They still got a guy like Miles Turner out there who can challenge you inside. They play slow, so, you know, they might be able to limit the amount Boston gets out in transition. Right. Like, there's just – there's no doubt to me that you want Philly at this point. I, I, I don't – I agree. I, I, I mean, look, one, you want it because you, you want to you want to stuff it down Philly fans' throats. It's the best thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, you want to end that whole era. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, you want – and you want to be – that when LeBron left Cleveland and he takes off his shirt and he goes down the tunnel yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, we, you're like we, we ended, we ended say, LeBron in Cleveland. We have ended you guys this. Seen, have you guys and seen – someone... You want to end the process right here. It would be yeah. great. Just the nail in the coffin of the process. Thing. You just said it, Zan. It's end the process. End yeah. it. Yeah, the process someone, is over. Right. Someone wrote a book about the process already. I saw it on Amazon the other day. I'm like, it, like, it hasn't even begun, begun yet. Like, they didn't even get into their successful era and, like, the, you know, culmination of what they were trying to do there. Like, it's going to end before it begins, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, gotta, the guy's probably just saying this is probably as good as it's going to get. It's all downhill from here. So let me, uh, yeah. Last year was I want to hear from Philly fans. I want to. I want to hear from Philly fans in this stream. If anybody's out there, we got one guy doesn't. Th- he thinks MB's done. Oh yeah, no question. He doesn't even want to be there to begin with. He's like, yeah. I'm out. I am done. Pack my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Um, anything else on tonight's game? We did talk about it briefly, but I did think uh, that you know, uh, Fultz. Uh, oh, he looked good. Fultz was awesome uh, yeah. tonight. Yeah. For them. Um, and, and he was exactly what you thought he was minus the shot coming in, but the, the, he, the, that great ability that Fultz has to get wherever he wants to go. Um, he really showed it tonight. He looked, I mean, again, we, this is more salt in the wound for Philly fans after having just punted on Fultz here, uh, without ever seeing it all the way through. He looked again, I don't know if he's ever going to reach all-star level, but I would take this guy on my team. You know who he reminds me of Rondo. I mean, I saw him in Orlando like right before the season got suspended in March, and he's he's got the behind the back passing. He controls the offense, the pace. He gets to the rim, and there's there's no three point shot, but he still makes it work. Like I see so much Rondo in him, frankly. Uh, he was really assertive tonight. Um, you know, I mean, 18 field goal attempts, the second most on the team. Um, again, he wasn't afraid to take a jumper to the 10 dimes. You know, I mean, that was a really that was a that was a pretty impressive game by. I him. like how this this comes into the Philly conversation too. He leaves, he's awesome. Trey Burke down in Dallas, he's awesome. Um, you know, there's a couple other examples there too. Something's just up there. And oh, yeah. this was more of a this was more of an indictment on Philly than it was on Fultz all along. It feels Maybe. Like. I mean he was in his own head for sure. But you know, he's definitely a guy I think, you know, now that you feel that you've won that trade resoundingly because Tatum is Tatum, now you can root for Fultz. Before I felt that there was this real kind of shitty thing going on with Celtics fans that we like wanted bad things, you know. Celtics fans wanted wished bad, you know, fortune upon Fultz, which felt kind of gross, you know. Because just to feel that you, you you did the right thing and you won the trade, it, it's better if your guy just ends up being better as opposed to the other guy going through what Fultz went through, which um, honestly must have been hell for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, I think it had everything to do with the fans more than the actual player. I, I just feel like Fultz is just an innocent, you know, <laughs> innocent bystander in the in the beef between Sixers fans and Celtics fans, where it's like, oh, the process we're we're taking it slow, and then what? The Celtics were in the playoffs for one year with the first year of Brad Stevens and. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers sort of been patient with Embiid's process. 
or I didn't mean to do that, but yeah, pun intended, I guess. <laughs> progress, I should say. And then they expected this, you know, fault to be the final piece, and everything has just gone downhill since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's rough. Uh, reminder to everybody: we're doing this every game. Check us out on the YouTube yeah, uh, channel. Um, and uh, as always, feel free to submit your comments in here. We're still waiting for Philly fans to get involved here. A lot of Rob Williams talk. People are pretty excited. Um, anything else, guys, before we wrap up tonight? Um, last two games, what do you do? Just kind of pack it in, rest some guys, or they, play the, you know, going for six and two? Just wait. what do you rolling. think? Keep, keep rolling. rolling. Yeah, keep, keep that momentum going. Uh, the playoffs feels like – I'm glad it ends with Washington. How quickly it's going to come up. Yeah, so I think you roll for Memphis and then sit everybody for D.C. Um, but, that's that's how I would go with this. Well, you want to knock Memphis out too, right? Have a shot in the lottery? Yes, huge game. You know, I'm glad so, you brought that up. So that's there's, enormous. There's still a little something there. Plus, also, Phoenix and Portland are both better. Uh, oh, Phoenix. They're, more, they're more fun. Phoenix is a great story. If you don't want Phoenix to get into that eight spot, then you're something's wrong with your soul. You God, know, like, I'm so, yeah. I'm so <laughs> glad you brought that up too with the pick because if you knock that up, like – two or spots or so, whatever it would be if you knock them out. This is going to be, considering like where the Celtics are right now, one of the more important picks of the uh, you know Ainge tenure. So you want to get that as high as you can. It's the last thing they've got. It's the last asset, you know? Yeah. And then after that, the cupboard is bare and you've got what you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, you could theoretically, you knock them into the lottery, they could theoretically uh, win the lottery, jump oh, into top, jump into top three. Then you kick that can forward down the road one more year and then roll the dice and see. I don't know that they're going to roll all the way back yeah. into um, lottery land going forward if they keep getting top picks. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it, that's always a possibility. Certainly, you know, if you can, you want to see them finish a little bit lower and out of that eight seed. So you've got, you've got some sort of shot there. Um, all right, guys, I think that's it. Uh, closing thoughts, we're good? Yeah, we're good, man. Wrap it. Good, the team good. looks good. Good this win. Team looks ready to roll. Yeah, good, good win. Oh, uh, not beating up on Dame Lillard, man. He's just trying to. I don't, I don't know what he's trying to do, actually. Yeah. Um, one twenty-two, one nineteen. Josue Pavone, heavy Bobby Manning, Celtics blog, and CLNS Media. We will be back Tuesday. Which one's Tuesday? Is Tuesday Memphis? Memphis, yeah. Tuesday for the Memphis game, which I think that time just got moved. Five o'clock. Five o'clock. So it's early. I haven't announced the last one yet. Yeah. Right. Set your alarms. Okay. We'll see you guys.